Well, praise the Lord, somebody. Why don't we all stand to our feet? I was thinking today about young people, and when I was a young person, and, and growing up in a technologically savvy generation, right? We know technology. We know a lot about it. And I was thinking about the convenient edit undo. And I began to wonder how many of us already in this camp are wishing we could click edit undo. Just shake the phone, undo typing. On opportunities that we already know that we missed out on night one and night two. And we've been reflecting, and man, I wish I could just edit, undo, and go back to that night. Well, we can't do that, but let me tell you what we can do. We can give everything we've got right now. We can make the most of tonight. Tomorrow's not even here yet. Tomorrow may not even come. But right now, in this service, you have opportunity to worship. I saw some worship shoes. Some young men wearing some worship shoes, walking in with some tennies. That's a Brother Terry move right there. He came in comfortable shoes because he wanted to worship God. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can start this service off right by not waiting until the first song, not waiting until the second song. But right now, let's lift up our voice. Let's begin to stir the Spirit of God. Let's begin to get His attention. God, I worship you. God, I praise you. God, I'm right here. I'm right here. I want to get your attention tonight. God, I want a move of your spirit in my life tonight. God, I want to touch your throne tonight. I want you to reach down. Wrap your arms around me, God. God, deliver me tonight. I didn't get deliverance Monday, but I'm going to get it tonight. I may have missed out last night, but tonight's my night. Come on, somebody worship God as they begin to sing, as they begin to worship. Oh, from the bottom of your heart, can you lift up your hands and give him an offering? I praise you, Jesus. Come on, if you know you serve a great God tonight, why don't you clap your hands? How great is our God? 
Come on. I believe that young people can get a hold of God. I'm a firm believer that young people, when you get together, you unite and lift your voice and praise your God, that his spirit will indeed come in this place and his glory will set upon every person in here. If you want the glory of God in your life, why don't you tell him, God, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Oh, my sole reason for being here is to magnify you and to glorify you.
have something that they have need of in this house. Somebody's got to be desiring something from the Lord. You know what? Back in the Bible, Jacob had an intense encounter with God when he wrestled that angel. And Jacob knew in that moment, he said, I've got this encounter with God that is a life-changing moment. And so when that angel told him, let go of me, he said, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to focus on anything else until you bless me, until I get what you came here to give me, I'm not moving. Until I get what I need from you, I'm not moving. And because of that decision, generational blessings happened. A whole nation's trajectory shifted and there was a name change. There was a name change. And from forward, from then forward, he was called Israel. And him being called Israel, caused him to inherit so many blessings, caused him to begin to move and operate in the, in a realm, in the realm of the supernatural and in God's will that he had never operated in before. So I want to challenge you. If you have something you need from God, tell God I need it and I'm going to be here and I'm going to stay in your presence until you give me what I need. If you won't come, we won't move. Let's let these, let's let this ceiling absorb our worship right now. Come on, every hand lifted, every voice lifted. Jesus, we need you, we need you, we need you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to let your voice just begin to raise up right now. Lift it as high as you can get it. Let there be a shout. Let there be a shout. Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let there be a release tonight. Let there be a release tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you don't intimidate me. In fact, let me tell you something. I want you to look him in the eye and say, I'm going to provoke you to good works tonight. 
I'm going to provoke you to worship more than I do. I'm going to provoke you to worship more than I do. I'm going to provoke you to jump higher than I jump. I'm going to provoke. I'm going to push you. I'm going to pull it out of you. I'm not going to let you stay the same. I'm going to tell you something. Every once in a while, you've just got to look at friends. You've got to look at the devil. I want somebody to look at the devil and say, it's behind me. Say, the blood has covered me. I want you to look at hell, and I want you to do one thing. Say, it's, it's already under me. My sin is behind me. The devil's under me. Hey, hey, hey. But here's what you got to know. God's for you. God's for you. God's in front of you. If you believe that the devil's under your feet, I wish you'd stomp on them. I wish you'd put them underneath your feet. I wish you'd allow freedom. Come on. Come on, you girls in the back. Put it underneath your feet. Put it underneath your feet. Where's my song leader? Come on, come on, come on. Anybody got some freedom in the house? Anybody ready to get loose in the Holy Ghost? Hold on, hold on, hold on. How many wants Pentecost in this house tonight? I want to have a Wednesday night Pentecostal service. The key ingredient to a Pentecost is the God of Pentecost coming in this house. But you know what I want, Brother Tony? The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost came, they were all. I want everybody to get the Holy Ghost tonight. I don't want there to be one young lady that walks out of here still dealing with their stuff. I want there to be Pentecost. I want everybody to receive that. If you want that, put your hands together. Are you ready for a little freedom? Are you ready to put the devil under your feet? Are you ready to lift your voice? Come on, sing it. Hey, come on, sing.
here. Everybody hear me. One second. Anybody remember Paul and Silas? Before their hands got free and their feet got free, their mouth got free. Some of you that are all bound up and you hadn't danced for a long time, you hadn't, you hadn't shouted for a long time, it's because you have never lifted your voice. But I promise you, if you'll start praying and you'll start praising, you start lifting your voice, your hands will start moving. And those shackles will come off your feet. And some of you that don't even know what it is to dance, you'll start dancing. You'll start shouting. So on the count of three, I want you to lift your voice. When, hold on. I don't want this to get so hyped up. I want you to lift your voice and begin to shout. Begin to shout. Begin to shout. Begin to shout. With all your might. Come on, every young man, every young lady, lift up your voice and shout, 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 shout so hell will hear you. Shout so your sin can't bother you. Shout, shout. Now I want you to let loose and begin to allow the Holy Ghost to get in your hands, get in your feet, get in your mouth. Get in your heart. Come on, sing freedom, freedom, freedom. Everybody take somebody by the hand. Take somebody by the hand. Oh, yes, freedom, freedom. See it, no more shackles, no, no more, more shackles. shackles, no more chains, 
tonight I know you girls are dainty but look at them and say I'm going to get loose in the Holy Ghost tonight <laughs> hallelujah you can return to your seat how many's having a great time at Camp West come on how many's having a great time at Camp West what a good presence of the Lord that's in this house. And I know God is doing great, great, great things. Tomorrow's not going to be any different. Look at your neighbor and say 10 a.m. We're going to be back in church tomorrow. Boy, I'm glad to be in church. I'm glad to be in church. glad to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. So tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. is going to be our Thursday morning service. And how many appreciates all of the leadership of Brother Jeremy Brock as our camp principal? Why don't you put your hands together for Brother Brock? going to be preaching tomorrow, going to be a great time in God's house with him, and uh, then tomorrow night, tomorrow night, how many knows what time we started tonight, 7.30, didn't we? Tomorrow we're going to start at 7 o'clock, and I want to challenge, I want to challenge you, I think Brother Mark said something last night that stuck in my mind, and oftentimes we're often looking for God to find us. But it's okay, we want to be a generation that seeks Him. I want God to touch me, but every once in a while I've got to go after Him. And I believe we are the generation that will seek Him. And so I want to challenge you. Anybody up for a challenge tonight? 
I'm not talking about the ice cream challenge. I'm not talking about licking bluebell ice cream. I'm not talking about any of that challenge. I'm talking about the challenge. I want to challenge you to be here for prayer tomorrow night at 6.30. Brother Golden, that was half the camp. How many will say, I will be here at prayer at 6.30? 6.30. I'm going to tell you what. You could set this place on fire. If you'll start seeking God tomorrow, 6.30, be here for prayer. We're going to have a great time. And I know God is going to meet with us in a wonderful, wonderful way. We're so thankful for all of our ministers, pastors that are here. And right after church in the Turf Club, there's going to be a meal prepared for you. So please join with us, fellowship. How many love your pastor, your youth pastors? Amen, 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 amen. We worship the Lord. I'm going to ask Brother Mays to come. I'm going to ask all of the campers, would you stand with me again? And we're going to pray, ask God to bless. We recognize that there is an ethic in giving unto the Lord. Amen? And when we give unto the Lord, that it is a form of worship. And it is a, it is a discipline that God can teach us. That He can bless us if we'll give to Him. How many understand that to be true? So we want you to do this. We want you to do this tonight. We don't want you to stay where you're at. We want you to come to this front. Put your offering into, into this big bucket. Go back to your seat. Remain standing and we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to continue to worship together tonight. And God's going to do tremendous things in this service right now. Why don't we pray? Bow your heads and let's pray. Father, I pray for every camper, every pastor, every minister. I pray that you would receive God. Receive this offering as we give it willingly, cheerfully, Father. I pray you'd bless these campers. I pray God put this deep into their spirit that they can recognize that when they invest into your kingdom, invest their worship, their time, their energy, their talents, their finance, that you will bless them. We give you praise and we give you glory. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And I want you to march to this front. Come with a smile on your face. Come with a smile on your face. And let's worship the Lord tonight.
hands and sing it. Sing. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Go to wait. Wait on the Lord. And he'll renew. And he'll renew your strength. I want to hear every camper lift your voice. Say, wait. Beautiful. Wait on the Lord. Lift your hands and love them in this house. Lift your hands and love them in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every camper, close your eyes and lift your hands towards heaven. Come on, right now. Lift your hands towards heaven. Not a hand, not uplifted right now in the campers. Lift up your hands. I want you to seek him. Seek him right now with all of your heart. If you're desperate for God tonight, I want you to demonstrate that desperation by the volume you volume of your voice come on demonstrate that desperation by the volume of your voice let there be an intensity come on I'm hungry for you God I'm desiring you God hallelujah 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 I'm convinced that we receive from God what we believe and expect we expect God to do it. I believe there is no limits to what God will do in this place. And as Brother Marks prepares to come, I'm going to ask us. I know we've been praying and we've been seeking God. But oftentimes we pray for the preacher to be anointed. But I believe that God wants to anoint us so that we could hear. Because the man of God, the Bible says that in the book of Hebrews that the word of God came. We know that. The Word of God is quick and powerful. The Bible does tell us that the Word of God came and it profited them nothing. It had no, the problem wasn't with the Word, the problem wasn't with the author, the problem was with the hearer. But you can hear the Word of God and still leave unchanged because you're not prepared with spiritual ears to hear what God has for you. So I'm going to pray that you would place your hand on your chest right now, on your heart. And I want you to ask God, God, anoint my ears. Anoint my heart. Remove the weariness, the tiredness. Remove, God, just the lethargy that might be on my heart, my spirit from a long week right now. And I want you to pray, God, anoint me, anoint me, anoint me. I don't want to miss my moment of visitation. I don't want to miss this opportunity. As, as Brother Marks comes, begin to pray. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray.
enjoying yourself. You having a good time? What an honor it is to be here and to be a part of this camp this week. And um, as I have already mentioned the first night, feel very indebted to youth camp. Um, what an impression and impact it made on me for many years. Um, I remember one of the best days of the year was when youth camp started and one of the saddest days of the year was I couldn't hardly enjoy the week of camp for dreading the last day. And I left looking forward to the next year. And um, so I feel very indebted. And um, my prayer, as I told you the first night, is to, I never will be able to repay, but to possibly invest, put back in to you today's generation, um, what has been put into me, and I have endeavored to do that the last two nights, and I will do that tonight and again tomorrow night, praise God, thank you for your worship, and um, what a fantastic service we had today such a good, good, good spirit here and excited about what the Lord's doing in your lives. Luke chapter 10. this month, and um, the longer, longer we're married, the more I grow in appreciating her, and um, thankful for my family. How many thankful for your family? <laughs> now, <laughs> before I read this, I want to give you a little premise um, as to where we're headed. I think a lot of times young people get in trouble because they stand on the front porch looking out. Tonight, if the Holy Ghost will help me, this is going to be a little different. But I feel like my assignment is to help you understand that you're missing out if you're spending all of your time looking on the front porch, looking out. 
What I'd like to do tonight in the spirit is to turn, turn you, and to cause you to look in. And to help you understand the privilege, the opportunity that you have to be a part of the greatest, the greatest thing. Your blessings, listen to me, your blessings are looking in. And, and I, and I want to turn you in tonight and, and just share a few things with you and help you to understand um, what you have been privileged to be, the day that you have been privileged to be born into. Luke chapter 10, verse number 23. And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. Look at this, young people. For I tell you that many prophets... And kings have desired to see those things which ye see. God. Many prophets have desired, lean in and listen to the word of the Lord, have desired to see the things that you see and have not seen them. Many prophets and many kings have desired to hear the things that you have heard and have not heard them. Many prophets, many kings have desired to be a part of what you're a part of right now. And it wasn't possible. I want to preach to you about your generation. And I'd like to preach to you tonight from this thought, the envy of the ages. The envy of the ages. The envy of the ages. The Holy Ghost will help me if I can tonight feebly, that's all we are at best is feeble in our finite minds, this clay that we have to work with. But the, if the anointing will come, if the Holy Ghost will help me, I want you tonight to have a better understanding of what, what you have been set up with and born into and it is no small thing and my prayer is if, if God will help me 
to help you understand what you have been privileged to be born into. It'll make you appreciate it more. When I think about when I think about what you and I have the opportunity to do together, when I think about what you could go home and link up with your pastor and accomplish, Brother Parks, for the life of me, I can't figure out why anybody would want to backslide, why anybody would want to go the way of the world. Hallelujah. How many is going to help a preacher preach tonight? God, help us on this Wednesday night to get excited about who we are and get excited about what God has privileged us to be a part of. Anybody happy to be in the church tonight? Anybody happy to have the Holy Ghost? Anybody thrilled? Come on, you got to help me right now. Anybody thrilled to be living righteously and holy? Anybody thankful to be Pentecostal? Anybody thankful to be apostolic? Come on, give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Come on, shout to God. Come on, shout to God. Come on, clap your hands and shout to God one more time. Come on, lift your voice, young people. Lift your voice, young people. Hallelujah, you can be seated. The Bible is inspiring to say the least. I love to pick up the Bible and read the stories of old that contain miraculous things. When you think of the Old Testament, men that God used miraculously, you cannot help but think about Moses. You think about the miracles that Moses was a part of, and it's an exciting thing. Moses was a part of leading some three million people, 400 plus years in bondage, Moses got to be a part of leading that mass exodus out of Egypt. Moses, Moses with his eyes, young people, watched as waters parted God by his strong wind and Moses' obedience as he stretched out his staff over those waters, it was Moses that witnessed those waters as they rolled back. I have read some that have commented that they believe from their studies that these walls on either side of the children of Israel when they crossed over could have been anywhere from 75 to 125 feet tall on both sides. I was preaching and I mentioned that at a church and there was someone that came to me and 
Uh, I don't know where they got their information from, but they said, uh, preacher, it probably was even higher than that. But if that was as high as it was, I want you to think about that. Think about God moving those waters back. And the Bible says that with the leadership of Moses, that they crossed over to the other side on dry land. This miracle was not over just yet, but the children of Israel stood on the banks, the other side, the other side of the Red Sea, and they watched God roll those waters back closed, closing in on Pharaoh's army that was on hot pursuit and on their trail. And the Bible tells us that miraculously as those waters were closed, that Pharaoh's army was destroyed. You think about the miraculous ministry of Moses. Come on, you can't help but think about water that poured out of a rock. You can't think, help but think about the manna. You can't help but think about rods that turned into serpents and then back to rods. You can't help but think about a hand that was pulled out leprous. And then once again it was pulled out and it was like the flesh, the flesh of a child. Hallelujah. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an exciting thing. When you began to move past Moses, that's just a few things. You get into the miracles of Elijah and Elisha. You think about the miracles of Elijah causing rain. He prophesied it, and from that prophecy, rain ceased for three and a half years. The miracles of Elijah included being fed by a raven, the miracle of the barrel of meal and the cruise of oil that did not fail. You think of the miracles of Elijah and you think of the resurrection of the widow's son and calling fire down from heaven upon the altar. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You think about the miraculous miracles of Elijah and you can't help but think about it causing Elijah, his prayers, causing it to rain. The prophecy that Ahab's sons would all be destroyed. If that's not enough for you, think about the next generation. Elisha is then anointed. He picks up the mantle. He sees more miracles than Elijah's seen. The parting of the Jordan, the healing of the waters, the curse of the sheep bears. Are you with me right now? The feeling of the valley with water. God is in the miracle working business. Thank you, young man. Come on, young people, I want to tell you, you may never seen a miracle, but I'm telling you, God is in the miracle working business. Hallelujah. Uh, the list goes on as far as the miracles that Elisha sees, the miracle of the vessels of oil, the prophecy that the Shunammite woman would have a son, the resurrection of the Shunammite son, the healing of the gourds, the miracle of the bread, the healing of Nathan, of Naaman rather, the floating of the axe head, the prophecy of the Syrian battle plans, vision of the chariots, smiting the Syrian army with blindness. Come on, these see these men seen so 
some mighty miraculous things hallelujah what I've come to talk to you about tonight is this Jesus pulls his disciples to the side hallelujah he said boys I want to tell you something if Jesus will help me I want to do just like he did with his disciples privately they had a little meeting and he said hey what Moses did was great hey what Elijah did was great hey David killing a giant was great but boys let me tell you something there were kings and prophets that would have given anything to be a part of what you're a part of right now Hallelujah. I need you preachers to pray for me. I pray that God would help me to convey this to your young people here tonight. It's hard for you to get your head around a little boy running across the valley called Elah and God guiding a stone out of his swing and killing a giant named Goliath. That was a miracle. Come on. But I want you to understand kings and prophets, kings and prophets would have given every miracle in the Old Testament to be born into what you are born into. Hallelujah. I want you to hear me loud and clear. It is no little thing that you have the Holy Ghost. It is no small thing that you've been baptized in Jesus' name. It is no little thing, hallelujah, that you understand that there is no other name under heaven given among men. Come on, Jesus, Jesus, that is no small thing. It is no small thing that you were born when you were born. Come on, you're a part of that latter-day church that's going to see greater glory than the former generations hallelujah hallelujah it is my assignment here tonight come on to help you get excited about what you're a part of the church is not dull the church is not boring the church come on the church is not just old-fashioned the church is exciting what you're a part of David would have given his right arm to be a part of what you're a part of Elijah would have given his life to be a part of what you're part of. Clap your hands and give God praise. Come on, give God praise right now. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. Jesus, I don't know if it was a moment in a moment of discouragement. I don't know if they were in the thick of a battle. I don't know if there were devils fighting them, but whatever was going on, Jesus felt like it was important to remind the disciples, hey boys, you are fortunate. Hey boys, you are blessed. Come on, I want to preach to some young people right now that may feel like you're underprivileged, that you're restricted. Oh, it's such a restricted lifestyle. Come on, church, church is such a restraint on the things that I want to do. You better listen to this preacher right now. You are privileged to have the Holy Ghost. You are privileged to be apostolic. You are privileged.
about all of the miracles of Old Testament prophets. You think about miracles that kings seen in the Old Testament. Think about it. And they could not see what you have the privilege to see. Backsliding. What? Bored? Really? God, help me right now. Thinking about thinking about quitting. How is that possible? How, feeling like feeling like you got a small world. Come on, I'm hoping God will help me just tear that apart and pull it out of your mind. We're so cramped. Come on. We're so, we live in a box. We're suffocated. We can't breathe. No, you're a part of the most powerful entity on the face of the earth. You're a part of the only thing that the gates of hell cannot prevail. Come on. You were built to succeed. You were built. experts and I use that loosely the experts say that this generation more than any other generation and I started to but I'm not going to because you know and I have the statistics right there and I can read I could read for the next five minutes what they're saying about what you think and the world that you live in. But I want you to hear, Brother Marks, tonight. You're sitting there and maybe you feel like it's so hard. It's so difficult. There is temptation on every, everywhere I turn, there are things that are pulling on me. Come on. I've mentioned it several times. Some of you are even dealing with resentment that your parents have raised you in the church. I didn't get to do this, and I didn't get to participate in that. I want you to hear me loud and clear. You are the envy of the ages. Look at me right now. You will see. Do you hear me? Listen, come on. If you'll get a little fortitude and a little backbone and a little stickage about you, you're going to see hundreds of people receive the Holy Ghost in one service. You're going to get, you're going to see people get up out of wheelchairs. You're going to see blinded eyes. Some of you came into this meeting feeling sorry for yourself. The stuff that's going on in your family. Stuff that's going on in your local church. Stuff that's going on with your school. Stuff that's going on between your mom and dad. And you feel like there's so much stacked against me. I've been born into a bad day. Listen, it's hard for you to get your head around a man taking the jawbone of a donkey and killing 300 men. But I want to tell you, Samson would do anything to trade places with you. David would do 
Hallelujah. I pray that an anointing would come and I could grab you and shake you in your spirit and tell you, quit feeling sorry for yourself. You're a part of a church that hell cannot destroy. There's power in this place. There's power to heal. There's power to resurrect. There's power to set free. There's power to open blinded eyes. Distressed, depressed, downtrodden, downhearted, defeated. You're the envy of the ages. You, young people, will see in totality the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. I want to be convincing tonight, but I don't want to get too radical, but I'm going to get radical enough. Come on, that hopefully I'll shake you. I believe that, I believe according to that Bible, before this thing is said and done, this apostolic message is going to convert. Come on, it's going to shake entire nations. We're going to disciple nations. You get to be a part of that. feel sorry for you. Come on. Because, because you can't have the latest R&B album. Come on. And because your parents won't let you follow pop stars. You want me to feel sorry for you because you've never watched movies or been in a movie theater, theater or gone to a sporting event. I can't feel sorry for you. Come on. You're the envy of the ages. You're the envy of the ages. Young man, I'm sorry. I can't join your little pity party. Well, I want to play football or I want to play baseball. You want to whine to me? Come on, because you can't wear your hair halfway to your back and pierce your ears. Young lady, you want to cry to me because you can't smear makeup on your face and dress like a whore? I don't feel sorry for you. You're the envy of the ages. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in here right now. You're the envy of the ages. Kings, kings and prophets, come on, such as David and Elijah and Elisha would like to be a part of what you're a part of. And you want me to feel sorry for you because you have to go to church three times a week. You want me to feel sorry for you? Come on, because there's a standard and a dress code. I got an answer for that. You're the envy of the ages. You're the envy. You have the opportunity to lay your hands upon the sick and the sick recover. You have the opportunity. I can't hear you yet. I want you to act like you're blessed. I want you to act like you're blessed. 
I want you to act like you're highly favored. You want me to feel sorry for you when Elisha would give up every one of his miracles. Elijah would give up every, do you understand? Elijah would give up calling down fire on Mount Carmel. He would give it up to be in your Stacy Adams shoes. Well, I can't do this. And I can't do that. Why don't you quit so much? Quit spending so much time pouting about what you can't do. Quit looking from the port porch out and look from the front porch in. You can win a soul. You can help somebody get off of drugs. You can save somebody's life. You can spare somebody from suicide. You can't date that little thing at school. Or maybe she's a big thing. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> thing. I am so sick of hearing Pentecostal apostolic young people complain about what they can't do. You, there is more, come on, you are more prophetically pregnant than any generation before you. Maybe I'm taking this too far, but I don't think I'm, I don't think I am. I got excited in the closet praying this afternoon. I got to thinking about the revivals of verbal being. But you know what verbal being would do to be able to come back and live in this day and hour right now? You ain't hear what I'm telling you. This is the church's greatest day. The church is not going down. The church is going up. The church is bright. The future of the church is bright. all throughout the Bible all the way to the book of Revelation oftentimes they take on the appearance in the form of men the Bible tells us that many of them have wings 
Some are larger than life. Others have, listen how cool, listen how cool this is. Others have multiple faces that appear like a man. One, like a man from one angle and a lion, an ox, an eagle from another angle. They have bright and shiny. When they come in their appearances, it's bright and shiny, sometimes fiery, while others just look like ordinary humans. They're invisible, yet their presence is felt and their voice is heard. They play a part in the Bible from Genesis to the book of Revelation. They are not bound by walls. When they show up on a mission, walls do not stop them. Listen closely. I want you to think about, am I preaching all right? I want you to think about everything that angels got to participate in. They were there at the expelling of Adam and Eve out of the garden. They were the very thing that stood there with fiery swords that kept Adam and Eve from going back in. It was angels, young people, that ascended and descended from Jacob's ladder. Some of you preachers know where I'm headed with this. Help me preach this right now. Hallelujah. An angel was there. Come on. How many know Moses was one of the greatest leaders to ever walk in shoe leather? Listen, your Bible said that while Moses led the children of Israel, an angel led Moses. It was an angel that helped the three Hebrew children. It was an angel. Come on, look how, look what cool a job that an angel had. An angel gets to go down into a lion's den. And Daniel tells us it was an angel that shut the mouth of the lions. It was an angel. It was an angel that showed up to Gideon who was trying to thresh out, come on, a little meal in a wine press. It was an angel, come on, that announced to Gideon that he was a mighty man of valor. Are you hearing me? It was an angel that poked Simon Peter in the ribs and said, get up, boy. It was an angel that helped unshackle him and move him through a couple of gates to find his way to that gathering of people that had been praying for his deliverance. Anybody love Jesus? Look here. It was angels. It was angels. It was an angel that came to Joseph. Come on, who would be the surrogate father of Jesus Christ? It was an angel that came to Mary. It was angels that came to the shepherds and announced his birth. It was angels that on two different occasions ministered to Jesus. It was angels at the tomb that got to tell Mary that he's not here. He is risen.
I believe I'm safe and sane. Angels have done a lot of great things, have got to be a part of a lot of cool stuff. But young people, your Bible says that the Holy Ghost that you have, that angels desire to know what it's all about. Angels desire to look in to what you have. You want me to feel sorry for you because there's stuff going on at home and stuff going on at the job and stuff going on with your family. Come on, you want me to join your pity party and feel sorry for you? You want me to you want me to go ahead and tell you, yeah, it'll be all right to quit over that. It'd be all right to backslide over that. I say no. I say no. I say, I say no. Somebody say, me. me. Say, I am. I am. Shout, I am. I am. You are a part of a chosen generation. Come on, I want to preach good here tonight. Am I preaching all right? You are a part of a chosen generation. You are a part of a royal priesthood. You are a part of a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. I hope you're feeling silly right now. That the devil, you almost let the devil are carnal friends. Uh, listen, I hope you're feeling silly right now. You, I want to use another word. I hope you're feeling foolish right now. Quit. Turn your back on God. No, you listen to me right now. Get carnal. You need to get off of the front porch. Well, you can stay on the front porch, but quit looking out from the front porch. You need to turn around and look back into the church at what you've got. You've got a Bible. You've got an altar. You've got a pastor. You've got... understand why I don't have time now for ignoramuses that want to tell you that you're a part of an occult, an occult priests and kings come on prophets and angels want to get in this, this is not an occult this is the envy of the ages this is the envy of the ages like you want to know what it feels like to smoke a joint really prophets well I want to know what it feels like to be drunk prophets and kings
just wish. I don't want to sound like a pessimist. Maybe I don't stop you. I hope I can stand on my head with my hair on fire and at least stop you long enough to think about what you're fixing to do. Waiting on your opportunity to make an exit. I hope the last thing you hear before you make your exit is a prophet that God sent you tonight to tell you if you exit this thing, you are leaving the very thing that everybody else wants to get into. times have we heard it? They come in with tattoos on their neck and their knuckles. They got jewelry. Come on. They're pierced up everywhere. Come on. Imaginable and places unimaginable. And after they taste what you're about to give up on, they say, what have I been doing? This is what I've been looking for my whole life. This is what I've been searching for. This is what I... medical papers the next next night to that crusade service she would for 15 years had been medically paralyzed on her right side no brother says you make I never held a joint between my fingers I don't know what alcohol tastes like never had a drag off a cigarette but in one moment of laying my hands on that lady listen it wasn't my hand it was the name that I spoke. Listen, and I watched the lady paralyzed on her right side for 15 years. No, no. I never suited up. I rehearsed it a million times out on the dirt floor in my backyard. I never suited up and got to hit the winning shot with a couple of seconds left. I never suited up and called Hud Hud underneath the center and threw a pass in a high school game. Come on. But I had an aunt by the name of Carol that had a fall in the middle of an icy winter in Oklahoma and she was depressed and didn't want to even live because the doctors told her she'd never be able to fix her hair again because she couldn't raise her hand higher than this right here and standing in her front room. No, I never got under center and took a snap. No, I never caught a touchdown pass. Come on, but I'm a part of the greatest thing. I get to be a part of the most powerful thing. I get to participate. I get to participate. You get to participate in the miraculous. You get to participate in the miraculous. She went from sitting in her recliner with that arm like this right here. She had quit therapy. She told my grandma, she said, I don't even want to live. And we got to praying and calling on that name. 
Listen, listen, the envy of the ages. And I got to believe that somewhere over in glory, all the miracles that Samuel seen, Brother Frost, Samuel was standing somewhere on the edges of glory saying, oh, what I'd give to be able to be right there in the flesh. Prophets and kings. And all of a sudden, my Aunt Carol threw her head back and let out a cry, and that arm shot straight up in the air. I don't feel sorry for you. You're privileged. You're blessed. You're highly favored. You're a peculiar people. I sat, I sat at a table Sunday night in Gina, Louisiana. I'm in revival there. Remember the name I'm fixing to tell you. You're going to hear it. There's a young man that Brother Zach Wells is mentoring. He's only had the Holy Ghost about eight years. His name is Cade Posey. Remember that name. You'll hear it. Cade Posey. We were sitting there, Brother Wilmoth, at that table. And we were sharing stories. And there was a man, there was a man sitting next to me. He's got a beautiful family. You would never know it. Wife and a couple of kids. I've watched him now for nine weeks in revival. When the Holy Ghost gets to moving, this guy's the first, he's the first one to take off running. We started talking about things that we've seen. And all of a sudden, this old boy raised up, Brother Brandon Wilmoth, and he pointed, at, he pointed at Kate Posey, this young man in his 20s that hadn't had the Holy Ghost but about seven or eight years. And he points at him and he said, you see this man right here? He said, if it hadn't been for this man, he said, I wouldn't be here. He said, I'd done everything you can, you can do. I had experienced everything you could experience. He said... But after Kate Posey got the Holy Ghost, they put us together on the job. And he said, this man preached to me every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Until finally, until finally it got through to him. And this old drug head, this guy that had been in jail, this guy that was known for being violent, is now full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, his family's full of the Holy Ghost. He's an integral part of the church. That's what you get to be a part of. That's what God has privileged you to be able to participate in. Listen, I'm done. You have been equipped with everything you need. You young guys, listen to me. You're equipped with everything you need. 
to turn the world upside down. You are the envy of the ages. You, listen, the ages stand in the grandstands of time. I know, I know, I know. It's hard for me to get my head around it too. But Moses had, tra Moses had trade places with you in a heartbeat. Quit letting the devil, quit letting the devil, quit letting your flesh, quit letting the spirits of this world convince you that you're a part of something small, insignificant, minuscule, unimportant. I want somebody to make up in your mind right now, I'm going home to win a soul. I'm going home to be a worshiper. I'm going home to be a warrior. I'm going home to make a difference. I'm going home to be who God has called me to be. silly, 
But here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to walk away from this and let the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to be visited right now. Something's going to come to you. I just feel like the Spirit's going to mark some of you. The eyes are going to, your eyes are going to be open to what a privilege and what a blessing it is. That's it, brother. Go ahead. Come on. Something's going to touch you. It's going to touch your lips and mind. Listen. Do you want to be used to God? Here's what I want you to do. If you want to be used to God just a little bit, then just cry out a little bit. But if you want to be used to God a whole lot, I want you to cry out a whole lot. Go. 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 I want to participate in the miraculous. Come on, young men, go. Throw your head back and cry out to God. Use me. Use me. Use me. Anoint me. Empower me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. right now God's about to make you aware you're already anointed God's about to make you aware of how anointed he's gonna let you feel that anointing right now open your heart go go he's gonna let you feel how anointed you're already anointed he's about to make you aware of it he's about to make you aware of the anointing on your life He's going to let you feel what anointing feels like. Come on. Come on. You're already anointed. He's about to make you aware of how anointed you are. You're the envy of the ages. You're the envy of the ages. It's not I have to go to church. It's I get to be a part of the church. I get to be a part of the church. 
Come on, young man, pray with another young man. Make us aware of our anointing. Make us aware you're already anointed. You're already anointed. You just need to be made aware of it. You're anointed to heal the sick. You're anointed to preach. You're anointed to deliver. You're anointed to lay hands on the sick. You're anointed to have revival. You're anointed to win a soul.
Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't stop. I didn't preach long. We've got time. Young ladies, you're not pitiful. You're powerful. You're not homely. Well, the way we have to dress, we're so homely. You're not homely. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the Holy Ghost. Sorry for yourself. You're the envy of the ages. Well, if I could do this, or if I could do this, or if I could go there, I've got your privilege. Oh, 
hear me right now, you're not an accident. Go ahead and lift your voice up. You're not an accident. You better hear Brother Marks right now. You're not a mistake. You're a miracle waiting to happen. You're not a mistake. You may have been adopted, but you're not an accident. You're anointed. Quit feeling pitiful. You're powerful. God's hands on you. Come on, I want you to act like it right now. Somebody tell God, put your hand on me. I'm all about it, God. Put your hand on me. If you're going to put your hand on somebody, put it on me, Jesus. Something's happening. Go ahead, honey. Something's happening. Something's breaking in this place.
Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you young men want to see a miracle? Come on. Do you want to see God do a miracle? Turn and pray for one another. Come on. Don't stop. Hook up with somebody. Some of you are already doing it. Pray with, pray one for another right now.